Mic check. Last time I started the episode saying that, wow, October went really fast. And now we're already midway through November. I mean, it was bound to go that way. That's literally how time and months work. And with me doing this every two weeks, that's literally going to be the case. But still, we're already at the midway point of November when this comes out. God damn, this year is almost done. These last two weeks have seemed incredibly, incredibly long, though. And if you've been paying attention to the news, you would understand why. But guess what? We're not talking about that. Because this isn't the time for that. <laughs> I'm not fucking with that right now. This is Mike Check, again. I like doing these little solo episodes. And this one, I don't think is going to be nearly as long as the last ones that I was doing, especially not last episode. I can't believe I made that two hours long. That was insane. That was insane. But I'm recording this currently. It's about 20 to midnight on Saturday. So I have some stuff that's fairly fresh in my mind. First off, who here got a PS5? Anybody listening? Anybody get the new PlayStation or the new Xbox? Because I didn't. I was literally just going to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And then the week of, I was like, man, I want a Sony PlayStation 5 really bad. Did I get one? No. Walmart's site was fucking terrible. And at one point I had it in my cart and was about to check out and they were sold out then. I hate sites that you know that bots are totally at work. I saw a thing that you can potentially, if they ever have them on, on their site, but right from Sony's site, you can order a PS5, whether you want the digital version or the disc version, but you have to be signed in to your actual Sony account. Like You have to use your Sony ID, which is really good. and You can only purchase one. So that makes it a little bit better to try and avoid bots. And I might have to try and continue to do that. Because <laughs> I'm just getting screwed over. And I don't even want the disc version. I decided earlier this year that I'm going digital for all of my uh, video game stuff now, if I can help it. So that's what I'm trying to do. But I did buy Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I bought the Ultimate Edition, which would still work whether I had it on my PS4 or on the PS5. But I bought the Ultimate Edition because when I get the PS5, it'll have the remastered original game on it as well. And I loved that game. That was one of the last games that I really had a big emotional tie to. And uh, yeah, part of me was like, man, I'm not going to... I, I want to play Miles Morales, but I, I should just wait until I get a PS5. Fuck no, I wasn't waiting. Literally day of, I was like, nah, fuck this, I want to play this game, and I've been having a fucking blast. I feel like I'll probably end up beating it before the weekend's done. I'm not even going to lie. Not that it's a short game. Um, it is shorter than the original game, but they did say this wasn't going to be as big as that one. It's fantastic, though. I love it. They've done so many great upgrades to how you play. The story is fantastic. They've They've written the story and the character so well. I love it. 
I know that has nothing to do with music, although the music is incredible in it. If anybody played the the first uh, Spider-Man game that came out on PS4 a couple years back, one of the coolest things was whenever you would go web-swinging, and uh, there'd be no music initially, and then when you start web-swinging, there would be this lovely orchestral music that would play. And it was one of the highlights uh, of that game, in my opinion. They did the same thing with Miles Morales, but the coolest thing about it is, is that orchestral music that they have, they're playing hip-hop 808s and stuff in the background with it. It it meshes the character so well. It's very, very cool. It's very cool. So yeah, that's just something that I wanted to get out of the way. I'm having a lot of fun with that video game. But let's get on to some of the stuff that I actually did want to talk about. So I did get a handful of uh, new albums that I can talk about, at least briefly. I got, uh, for the first time, all fucking year, I got an album on the day of release. Would you fucking believe it? It's crazy shit. Ouija Mac, Wasteland, showed up on release date last Friday on the 6th. I only got two listens so far. And I remember listening to it the first time and just not caring. Nothing really jumped out, with the exception of one track, and I'll, I'll tell you which one in a moment. But nothing else was really hitting me. And it, it disappointed me at first, because I was like, man, I thought that Gutter Water, for it being a style of music that I don't generally care for, with that trap style, that quote-unquote SoundCloud rapper style, I didn't care for much of gutter water at first, but then a number of the tracks really grew on me. I've talked about it before. I really like uh, the tracks uh, Future Wicked with Light. Um, Denial is is one of, I think, Wage's strongest tracks. So there are songs in there that I really, really enjoy. And I'd probably say a good third or so of that album is is stand out to me. But I remember listening to Wasteland and just thinking, this sounds just like all those mixtapes that have come out in the last few years that he's done. And that irked me a little bit, especially when, I mean, I haven't listened to Zodiac again since, you know, I talked about it. And I, I was just, it, it that, that one made me mad. It really did. Paying $20 for eight tracks when I paid $20 for 15 with the prior release. And at least on the prior release, something else like actually hit me. But Wasteland, the first time I listened, I was just nonplussed. It was whatever. I I just didn't care. And I actually spoke to uh, to to lovely uh, lovely Instagram friend Twisted History. And when I mentioned that, he said that this is more of a lyrical album. And I really had to think about that. So the next day, I had to do some running around, and I decided to listen to it in the car again. And thankfully. In, in a weird way, thankfully, there was traffic when I was doing my, my little errands. So I actually got to really listen to the words. That was probably, honestly, a really good thing that happened because I actually got to focus on it more, and I completely agree. Wasteland is more of a quote-unquote lyrical album where it doesn't have as much, I'd say, diversity in... Its structure, like Gutterwater did, Ouija Mac has grown in a writing standpoint. 
So I'm totally okay with that. I remember when I first listened to it, the, the one track that jumped out immediately, and this is no surprise, is When the Lights Go Out. When when the Lights Out is what it is. When the Lights Out, I guess. I don't know. It features Ritz. Guys, this is the fourth episode. How much have I talked about Ritz? How much do I say that I love Ritz? <laughs> there, was, there was no denying that I was going to enjoy that track. And they both stand out on it. And I'm pretty sure that this track was actually conceived whenever... Ritz was on tour with ICP because Ouija was on there too. So they he's had this in his pocket for a minute. He could have just put it on one of his mixtapes before, but didn't. Because it's, again, it seems like Wasteland was ultimately a compilation. This is going to sound a, a weird way of me describing it, but a compilation of tracks that were made during the various sessions that he had been doing. So everything that we heard on Resistance and Resistance 2 and, and Pretty Ugly and stuff... There were tracks that he liked so much from those sessions that he just put them aside. And he's like, this is Wasteland material and put it out for specifically Wasteland. So as a whole, this record is overall better than those mixtapes. That said, I think that there are songs on those mixtapes that I may enjoy more than specific songs on this one. If that means, means anything. I think there's some people that don't really get that where you can have an album that doesn't mean as much to you but there might be a like one song that just like man this song right here is so fucking good like well we'll say this is a very bad example the ongoing joke of me disliking Riddlebox. chicken hunting's fucking awesome the slaughterhouse mix i don't care if you were to give me Riddlebox and said I had to pick one, between one to three songs, and I don't think that we – no, we didn't start doing the three three tracks, the take or leave on, on there. Like, Chicken Hunt would be one of them, no doubt. Probably be that. Probably Toy Box. And I think Old Evil Eye, if I had to pick on Riddlebox. We're not talking about Riddlebox, but what I'm saying is – there are tracks on those mixtapes that I think I like overall more than the like than specific tracks on this one. However, I think that this is put together better than some of the other ones. It's all preference. It really is. But Ouija did a good job on this one. I, I fully believe that. Um, there was another one. Uh, Daily Death stood out to me. That was one that, that kind of jumped out during the first one. And I really enjoyed it on the second one. Where he's talking about where he dies every day. And for I think like the first half of it, he's talking about ways that he's just killing himself. It's a funny track, but it's good. Uh, let's see what else was in there. Fifi Fo Fum was a good one with uh Roz Dilliams, I think is his name. I can't I can't say for sure. But um but no, the album is pretty damn solid. I I give props to Ouija. It's a good one. It's just under an hour long. So go ahead and check it out. There is the song on here. I, I can't recall. I don't know if it's available on streaming or not, but the final track is called Dead Homies, and there's 17 songs, but there is a hidden track on there. I can't, I can't remember what it's called. Unfortunately, it doesn't show it on. I'm on Discogs right now, and it's not showing what the final track is, um, the hidden one, but the hidden track was pretty solid. But Dead Homies wasn't bad either, so uh, I do you remember what was it, track 13, Stand For? That was also a good one. So, Ouija, 
I was impressed. This one, honestly, this made up for the fact that I was not a fan of Zodiac. Like, oh, God, Zodiac still makes me so fucking mad. I know I'll go back to it at one point, and maybe I'll think different, but as it stands right now, it just left me it left such a bad fucking taste in my mouth. Another thing that I got in recently, and this is this is a fun story. I don't remember if I got to talk about this before. I don't think I did. But uh, I ordered some CDs from Project Born. I think I mentioned this before, that I ordered Born Dead 2, 3, and 4. If anybody knows where they can get me a copy of Born Dead 1 on CD, let me know. Because it is impossible to fucking find. <laughs> but anyways, I ordered Born Dead 2, 3, and 4. And uh, I was hit up by Project Born directly on Twitter. Uh, this was what, about a week and a half ago, something like that, where apparently they sent the package out and it went to the wrong person. Why did it go to the wrong person? Because they didn't put my address on there. They sent it to somebody in Texas. The person from Texas hit them up, said that uh, they could either send it back to Project Born or they could try and forward it to me directly, which was super cool. That's very, very cool that person offered to do that. So they, uh, so PJB hit me up just to confirm my address, and that was it. Now, I didn't even know that they had shipped it in the first place, so the fact that they came out of nowhere just to hit me up and say, hey, we did this by mistake, that was cool. So, good job. So I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting, and then all of a sudden, on Instagram, I get hit up by one of the members saying that the person who sent the package got it sent back to them, and they were trying to confirm my address again. Turns out the person forgot a number in the address. And I told him, I was like, listen, I didn't even know that it got sent to me again. <laughs> so it was just a, a funny little runaround. But again, they hit me up to let to, to keep me in the know of, uh, of the situation. And we got it taken care of, which was really, really cool. I got the package in. I think it was on Monday. Sounds about right. And, uh, and so I hurried up and I ripped them. And I went in order. And they actually, I told I told the guy on Instagram, I was like, hey, I got them in. Um, go ahead and like, please let the person who sent them my way, let them know that I got it in and thank them for doing so. Because obviously they had to pay shipping for that. And, uh, and uh, you know, I thanked them for keeping me in the loop about it. And he was like, yeah, let me know what you think of Born Dead 4. Cool. All right. All right. And I told him straight up, I was like, listen, I've never listened to your music before. I've only listened to, to Project Born from the one track on Forgotten Freshness 1 and 2 and whatever guest features they've done with some of these artists. I think that they did some stuff with Buckshot. I can't remember who else I've heard heard them on, but I know I've heard some stuff. So anyways, um, I decided I, I went and I ripped them and... I listened to uh, Born Dead 2 on Tuesday, and then I listened to Born Dead 3 and 4 the next night. I've only listened to them once. But, hey, I'm a new fan now. Project Born, <laughs> I, I get that, you know, why they were dropped before. But, man, they I can see why people in the Juggalo community are still fans of them. The, uh, I, I'd say, and again, I've only listened to them all, each once, so I can't 
pick out anything that was standout tracks. I can't do that this time, but I intend to, to listen more uh, in coming weeks. They, um, the production on Born Dead 2 is, is, it's a sweet spot for me. It, it really hits and, and, Midwest music has a has a specific kind of production. I remember watching the thing from um, there was a DVD that came in Prozac's Tales from the Sick, and they talk about how Midwest music is a melding of so many different styles, and it really is. And the production on Born Dead Two, it really like I don't know what it is. It's very nostalgic for me. And I love it. I think it might be out of those three CDs that I listen to. It might have my favorite production in it. And again, it's just a nostalgic thing. I've never listened to this CD before, but it's nostalgic. And that's cool. I, I really, really did enjoy it. So, But then when I got to Born at 3, I did notice that lyrically they had improved. And you'd think they would have to. I mean, it was a 10-year difference. So they can't obviously do the same thing over and over and over again. That would just get boring. I didn't get to really, again, ingest it as much as I wanted to. And uh, and as such, we um, I can't really say more about it, but I do fully intend to go and listen more. I'm finding that I say this a lot. I fully intend to listen to the stuff more or give something more listens. And sometimes I just don't get around to it. I suck. I gotta confess something. I, it's been a crazy couple weeks. Unfortunately, if you're listening, Scribble, I'm sorry. I did not get to listen to your new project. Um, I suck. I really, I wanted to listen. I really, really did. And um, unfortunately, I did not get around to it. If you guys remember, last episode, I mentioned that I made a joke about uh, Shaggy 2 Dope not memorizing music because of his performance. And then I said, you know, I have no room to to talk because, you know, I have to do so. And today uh, was that performance, except no, it wasn't. Because of COVID, um, we did not have a performance. We haven't even had practice. We haven't had practice in about a month now. <laughs> it's really, really sad. At one point, I had, I, we tried talking it over. We were only doing practice once a week on Sundays. And then we decided uh, we were going to try and do two days a week. Uh, we were going to do every uh, Wednesday and Sunday up until the time that it was the actual performance. But one thing after another kept hitting uh, potential exposures to coronavirus and so we just didn't have any practices and because we've had no practices the show that we were going to do got scrapped and i was really bummed because there were a couple days where i was driving in my car listening to the songs i had to memorize and i was like oh yeah this isn't as bad two princes by spin doctors is still dumb as shit but it's not as bad so I was just really, really frustrated about that, and uh, and as such, I was lazy while also being busy doing nothing. Does that make any sense? I'm kind of ranting at this point. I guess I just want this to, to drag on a little bit. But, yeah. 
So I, I really suck. I'm going to listen to all of this stuff more and more and more. One of these days. One of these days. One of these days I'll be able to continuously listen to music while I'm working. Instead of just focusing on the music or focusing on work and then not being able to listen to the stuff. It's rough. But, anyways, I told uh, the guy from Project Born that I listened. And I let him know, like, I'm a new fan. Straight up. A... They made good music. B, they kept me informed about when what was going on with the shit. Which is better than I can say about other people. Guys, it's been two weeks since Cadaver by Blazer Dead Homie dropped. And I still don't have it. So I hit them up on... Uh, what was it? I hit them up last week, actually. On the 6th. I hit them up last Friday. Asking if there was any kind of update. Nothing. No response. Nothing whatsoever. And that kind of pissed me off. And I've talked to a handful of people since. And I saw some people were getting their stuff. Like, I knew somebody who got theirs in a day early. And then I saw some people that were like, oh, they got it a couple days late. Like, I saw somebody on TikTok who got it. She got it with the uh, the jacket bundle. And she's like, yeah, it took, a, it took a while to get here, but it finally did. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, that's cool. My shit hasn't shipped yet. And I'm getting a little bit annoyed. I have had the worst year with pre-orders, especially from Magic Ninja. And I love MNE. I I swear, I compared to any any fucking website, any website, I think I give Magic Ninja more money than anybody else. And then second to that is probably Buckshot. Not even joking. I've been getting really, really peeved though because none of my shit's going out on time. And here. I'm, I'm, I will admit, yes, there's a pandemic going on. I fully get it. All right. But I've seen a handful of times that MNE will, if they're not getting everything on time, they have shipped stuff out and then did another shipment after the fact. Yes, they're eating the cost of shipment by then. But that's also something to help retain your fans and keep customers. Plain and simple. I've been annoyed with the fact that I haven't gotten any of my shit on time. It's one thing if they ship it out and the postal service fucks up. I get that. I really do. My fucking first copy of Mad Season was gone for, what, a month or so? Something like that? It was, go it was literally lost in the mail system for about a month. And I had ordered a second copy of Mad Season that got here before that one did. But again, that was still fucking late. It was like two or three weeks after the fact. Mausoleum, I think, is the, is the thing that I've gotten closest to release date. I don't remember when my Songs of Sam Hain came out, but I was at least given a digital copy of that at the time that it was released. Which, let's be honest, if you are putting out music this way digitally, 
that you're not, or rather putting, not putting it out digitally, but the fact is you're putting it out physically, but not in stores. Give me a physical download or not a physical download, a fucking, y'all know what the fuck I mean. Give me a digital download as soon as it drops. Okay. There are so many artists who have done that over, over the years. It's, it's crazy. The fact that Twisted only just did it with songs of Sam Hain. It's annoying. It should be with every album that comes out, especially when you guys can't ship it out on time. I don't know how to run a business, and I'm not trying to tell them how to run theirs. But goddamn, like, if the shit's going to be delayed, at least let us know. I messaged them again last night, and at 12.45 in the morning... I messaged them on Instagram for this one. At 12.45 in the morning, I got a response saying that they had just gotten the shirts in and that most of them had been sent out on Friday. The guy was making a note in his email that mine would be sent out on Monday. And I said, thank you for the update. And they said, thank you for your patience. And I will say, I'll say this right now. I am less mad. Why am I less mad? Because I got a response. I heard somebody else say that they had spent like five emails trying to get in touch with somebody from there. Just say something. Like legit. If you guys don't know what the holdup is, tell me you don't know what the holdup is. But give me something. Silence is just going to piss me off. And here's the dumb shit is I'm going to continue buying. I know that I am. That's the kind of person that I am. I want that physical product, but I don't want to feel like I'm punching myself in the nuts trying to actually get it. I've heard so many horror stories of people in the old days of hatchet gear not getting their stuff. I never had that problem. I had, I've had one issue was psychopathic, and that was back when the, which, what, what was it? It was the Dark Lotus album, the one that came out uh, after Twisted left. I had ordered that, and I think it was a seed, another CD. I can't remember what it was. And they got, I think, the shirt size wrong. That sounds right. They got the shirt size wrong, and then the, the other CD that I ordered, they gave me the wrong CD. They made me ship the CD and the shirt back, so I had to pay shipping for that. But they made me do that before they ship my ship my actual stuff. That made me kind of mad. I've had times where like they've sent somebody sent me the wrong thing, and then they were like. Sorry, go ahead and keep it. We'll send you the, the right stuff. Hell, ABK did a couple months back. When I ordered, uh, what was it? I ordered the Sawed-Off EP and I ordered... Ah, shit, what was it? I don't remember what it was. The other, Whatever the other CD was, they sent me the Triple Features CD by accident. I hit them up and within a half hour, within a half hour, I got an email back. And it was a Sunday. Or no, a Saturday. But still a weekend. 
And they just, they were like, sorry about that. Can you send us your, uh, your address? And then we'll make sure that we send you out the, the right one. I don't have to pay for anything extra or nothing. They just told me to keep those CDs. Dope shit. Dope shit. But Twisted Shop was honestly pissing me off. And it pissed off a lot of people recently with the Blaze pre-order. That's the thing. If if for some reason there's delays, let us know. Because then what what, what annoyed me too was they sent out an email earlier that day, like one of the the, uh, the automatic emails to people on the mailing list said, you know, thanks for all your support during a hectic October between the freak show stuff and all of the pre-orders. You know, we appreciate your support. And I'm like, motherfuckers, I didn't get any of my shit yet. It's just annoying. Red's new album came out on Friday. I don't have it yet. But I knew I wasn't getting that one in yet. I did. I fully knew because, as I said before, I ordered that with that Freak Show bundle. So I won't get that until I'm assuming either the end of this month or the beginning of December if things go out on time. They probably won't. Fuck it. Fuck it. That's what we're dealing with right now. But I've only listened to the one song on it. I think I talked about it before. The track that has Blaze on it. Two signs. I like it a lot. I really do. It's a cool song. But I haven't listened to anything else on it. I did notice. I said the the one time whenever I was talking about the, the album, I thought that Boondocks was on it. And he's not. I think it has ROC on it. It's got Twisted. I don't know if there's anybody else on m and It might just be those. The, those guys in Blaze. I think that might be it. But it just seemed weird that, you know, Red was featured on Boondocks' last album. And Boondocks didn't do the same for him. <laughs> how rude, Boondocks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know how that shit works. If anybody listened to Red's album, let me know what you think. Because I'm curious. I think that I think that he's going to be a good fit on the Welcome to the Underground label. I think he'll honestly probably fit in a little bit better than oh, the horror does. But I I could be wrong. I think that oh, the horror are probably killer to watch live. Red, I think, is a good lyricist. I don't know what m is focusing on, or the, at least the Welcome to the Underground brand. But I guess we'll just see as time goes on. But, I mean, Red's already been featured on stuff. He was featured on the Riders album from earlier this year. This is Young Mufasa. He had some cool... He had some cool verses. I liked his verse on Weave Island. That one was good. But he has a cool voice. He can sing, and he can rap. So I look forward to seeing what else he could do. Twisted dropped a new single. Was it this week? Yeah, it was this week. My God. I heard it a little bit early because they uh, Revolver had it up on Thursday. But they released another song from their rock album that's coming out next year. Called Perfect Problem. 
fuck it's good. <laughs> it's weird. I was talking to Twisted History and uh, he asked me, is it bad that I wish that the rock album was coming out first? Because as we said before, Twisted is releasing two albums. They were supposed to release three albums this year. We were going to have Mad Season, then we were going to have two more records, and they pushed one of them back. So we're getting another rap album this year. I'm assuming that the pre-order is going to be out on Black Friday and should be out by the end of the year. My guess. And then we're supposed to get the rock album first quarter next year. We've had a handful of singles here and there, but I think the only, I, think, I feel like the only one that I actually remember was Laughable, which had Young Wicked and Lex the Hexmaster. And I loved that track. I thought it was great. So obviously that was going to be on the rap album. I just don't want them to do what I mentioned that Mad Season felt like was, okay, we're going to put out a new single every, you know, two, three weeks or month. And then by the time the album comes out, you've already heard half the uh, half the album. It's the same issue that I've had with Strange Music with their EPs that they do. I don't want to hear that much. Give me a couple tracks and that's it. If you have a, a thirteen, if you have a, a twelve, a twelve to eighteen track CD, which let's be real, some of their LPs get that long. If I hear more than like three or four songs, that spoils a lot of it. And then it's less fun for me to hear the full album sometimes it's okay because then i need to have a bit more context but like mausoleum when that dropped i think i only heard what was a blood moon and back and then life i think were the only ones that that came out beforehand i can't remember but that was like just enough because blood moon and back was like i don't know how i feel about this and then life came out i was like this track fucking rocks but now after hearing the full album blood moon and back is a damn good song but anyways, so we've gotten Rose Petal from this rock album, and now we have Perfect Problem, and Perfect Problem is fucking, oh god, it goes hard. There's a lot of people, I was, I was on Fago Lovers, and nobody likes the track. Nobody likes it. Somebody straight up said uh, they missed the boat on doing the 2002 to 2005 new metal sound, and I laughed. Maybe it's because I've I've grown to really enjoy that style of art, alternative music, and theirs is pushing alternative and bordering. Like some of their stuff almost sounds like thrash. Like if you were to listen to like Flem in the Windpipe from Generation Nightmare, I don't even know if I call that alternative. Like it sounds like I guess maybe thrash with some just like regular metal. I don't fucking know. But, I mean, Generation Nightmare, as great sounding an album as it is, is not my favorite Twisted album. It's it's pretty high up there, but the best songs, honestly, are the tracks with rock on it. I, I fully believe that. Are the rap tracks bad? No. There's some I like more than others. But are the rap tracks abominations level? No. <laughs> I'll just say that. I don't care. Twisted's rock stuff, and they've been doing the rock influence since fucking most tasteless. Alright? Look at Freak Show. Freak Show is rap 
plus industrial. There's no question. And people get mad whenever Twisted try doing rock shit? Have you been listening to Twisted for the last 20 years? Get the fuck out of here. Perfect Problem is a solid-ass track, though. And it actually features quite a bit of Monoxide on it, which is interesting. Jamie is more of the, yeah, I'll sing. Like, let's fucking go. I will sing my fucking heart out. Monoxide has his talk rap that he dabbles in some melody. He's gotten way better in the last 15 years. I know we haven't talked about Mutant yet on Juggalo Judgment, but we'll I, we'll get there in the next, what, three months? Two, three months? Something like that? I don't fucking know. But anyways, he's gotten better. Well, I'll, I'll fully admit it. But this track's good. And the production that they've been getting on their rock shit is impeccable. I'm very, very impressed with how well that's going. So, Robbie, yes, I also want the rock album before this hip-hop album. I really wish that that was the one coming out this year. But, say la vie. This weekend we had a concert. And at the beginning of said concert, Boondocks announced pre-orders for his new album, Crimson Crow. I was talking about this, I think, way back whenever I started doing my check. Fall 2020. Fall 2020. Fall 2020. It's coming out. Fall 2020. No, the fuck it ain't. It's coming out in winter. Made me a liar, Dave. Actually, if I, if I think about it, the day it's coming out, it's technically still fall. It won't be winter just yet. It's a couple days before winter. So I'm still right. I think they're just clarifying it based on the month itself. This coming Friday, on the 20th, pre-orders drop for Crimson Crow. We don't know what the pre-orders will be. Not sure, because we always know. You always know. They don't just drop CDs. With nothing else. You're going to have your CD. You're going to have your CD and shirt bundle. You're going to have your CD and... Okay, let's see. They, they'll they have anywhere between three and five pre-order bundles. Depending on the artist. Sometimes they have more. If it's twisted, they'll definitely have more. So, okay. We got CD. CD and shirt bundle. I'm going to call CD... And Zippo bundle. I don't know if they'll do a hat bundle. Only if they bring back the Heathen hats again. I don't I don't think that they're up on there again. But that Heathen hat, whenever they dropped it, oh, I was on it. I've wanted that hat for a while. So the, okay, the hat. What else could, what else could we have? He should have... A Jason mask with his face paint on, like with like the the picture that was on his concert that he did. A jersey, maybe I don't know. If they do a jersey, it's going to be a sublimated. 
that's all that's the primary ones that we've been getting is just sublimated. They haven't been doing a lot of patchwork jerseys recently. Granted, those are more expensive, but the sublimated ones, I think, have been their main focus. I feel like they're probably A, easier to produce, but B, they're cheaper and they can sell them for close to the price of a regular jersey. So I get to make some moolah off of that shit. I could just wear a sublimated jersey like it's a regular fucking long sleeve shirt, to be completely honest. I almost never wear jerseys. But I like jerseys, so I have like a dozen or so fucking jerseys in my closet right now. I think a quarter of them are buckshot ones. <laughs> but his are fucking cool. I ain't just saying that. I like that shit. The designs are dope. So yeah. Boondocks is going to have those. Going to have that drop. So the pre-orders are on the 20th. And then the album itself comes out on December 18th. So again, it's what? Three days before actual winter. So it's still fall. Dave. Mr. Docs. But it's... <laughs> the, the timing, I think, is just so fucking bad. So bad. I'm really, really concerned, actually, because I know this was supposed to come out... Was supposed to come out either on October or November. They pushed it back. But if y'all remember the last time... Last episode... I... Uh, was it the last episode? or No, it was the one before. It doesn't matter. We already know the Yum Yum Bedlam... New ICP album comes out on the 25th. It comes out on, on Christmas. And I'm really concerned that, you know, Boondock's dropping an album a week before ICP's. It's going to get lost in the mix. It's probably smarter that it's coming out the week before and not the week after. If it was coming out the week after ICP's, nobody would be checking it out. It'd be one thing for streaming regardless. But as far as buying goes, it's it would be a... Oh, God. It'd be really bad. It'd be really bad. Boondocks is one of my favorites. I'll be completely honest. Back whenever I first started really getting into Juggalo Sound music and I was actively searching for new music to get into, I, I downloaded a couple tracks from Boondocks way back on, like, LimeWire and shit. And I remember the first album of his that I got was Pumpkinhead. And I found that at Hot Topic. I remember I had just... I had only been driving for a little bit, like I had my permit and I asked my, my parents to go with me to the mall. So I drove. It was the first time I ever drove to the mall, which made me nervous because our mall, we have to cross a river to get to it. And so I was scared a little booch. But uh, I only had like $10 on me because I was working a terrible fucking job at McDonald's. So I had almost no money. But I asked if they could, if they, first of all, I asked if they could take me to the mall. They said, no, you can drive to the mall. And yeah, I bought I bought Pumpkinhead, and I listened to that CD a lot, man. I listened to it a lot. And then when Crim um, Crimson Creek came out a, a, month, a year later, I listened to that album way too much. Way too much. But Boondocks is one of those artists that I think does an incredible job of really conveying emotion. And I think the only ones that came close were Twisted. So... I've really, really grown to enjoy his stuff, and 
where I think there's been some hiccups along the way, I still find him to be fairly consistent. So I've been looking forward to a new album. I think that The Murder had its moments, but I don't find it to be his best work. And unfortunately, I think it's a... I didn't listen to Liquor, Lies, and Legacy as much. I should. It's an EP. I can get through that fairly quickly. But aside from the tracks that had been remade, um, I, I can't really remember the other ones. So I, I just remember digging it for the most part, but not really listening to it as much. And when I say before that, remember, I listened to that more than I listened to the... Gorilla Voltage album that had come out, Gods and Claws. And if I'm having trouble remembering this, then that shows how much I listen to Gods and Claws. So, yeah, keep an eye out on that for the new Boondocks. I had mentioned that because Boondocks had his concert. Uh, it was technically last night. I didn't watch it live. Um, but they put it back up for DVR, whatever the fuck you want to call it, replay. Tonight, we got performances by uh, Insane E and the ROC beforehand. Insane E is, I mentioned this before, he's more local. He's from the Ohio area. And uh, the set that he did is almost identical to the ones I've seen in, in shows. But I dig Insane E. He's got some dope tracks. If, if y'all checked it out, the first or the final track rather that he did is like my favorite one uh it's called let's do this it's a remix but yeah insane he's dope as fuck and a really nice guy so i like that stuff also his art's really cool he does a lot of art for for m and &E. and then uh roc came out i've only seen roc once i saw roc once and he was a fucking surprise um, on Freak Show, or not Freak Show, fuck, uh, Fright Fest. This was like five years back, something like that. I can't, I can't quite remember. <coughs> Excuse me. But, uh, he, I remember whenever I first saw him, just like losing my shit, because I'm not, not a huge fan of ROC, but I do think that he's got some incredible tracks like dude's fucking talented as hell but unfortunately my favorite song of his he didn't perform on this thing he performed it whenever i saw him live but he didn't do it this time that's hello which is on i think i think it's on oh hell no but it was also redone for his track that he did when he was on hatchet house on that ep uh what was that ep oh welcome to the dark side yeah Good luck trying to find that. That's a bitch to find now. But um, but it, it's really interesting whenever you're watching these these concerts because they're not actually like there's nobody there. It's just them performing. It's it's similar to what it would be in an actual concert. There's just no crowd interaction because there's no crowd. But it was still it was still cool. It was it was cool to watch. But it reminded me of Netfest. It really did. I will say this. I will take back what I said before about drive-by stuff being filmed way back for NetFest and just being aired then, it seems like they do have their own setup now and that they're just able to do this whenever they need to. So it's just a matter of, okay, we got to fly over to Detroit and 
get this filmed. Okay, great. So, Boondocks. Boondocks, the set was like an hour long, something like that. It's it's weird whenever I watch. It's it's weird to watch this sitting down, just staring at it, especially whenever I I can see like where my uh, where the marker is about how far is left in the in the show. You know, with me thinking, okay, well, how long is their set actually going? Like, whenever you're at a show, you don't normally think about that. At least I don't. So I never know. Like, oh God, how long is their set? You know. And with rap or at least with Psychopathic and, and M&E, like Juggalo's music, they almost never do the entire full song. Like, you'll hear fucking 20 songs in an hour because they're only doing, you know, two verses from it. But he did, I think, I've probably heard almost every song that he did live before. But some of them are still just kind of interesting to hear. He did actually a song. This was there was one that I was super surprised about. He did a, a track from his Turncoat Dirty EP. I was really surprised by that. I don't think I've ever heard him do that. Well, actually, that would make sense because I've never seen him perform. I've never seen him at a show after that Turncoat Dirty CD came out. I think that came out in uh, 18? 2018? That sounds right. But uh, the last time I saw Boondocks was in 20... 2016. Yeah, I think so. It was it was him and him and Blaze, him Blaze, and I think Lex. The last time I saw Boondocks, God damn, it's been so fucking long. No, that's not. Well, when I say it's not a lie, it kind of is because I saw him Fright Fest 2018, but he was with UGA, so it wasn't solo Boondocks, but. But hey, I enjoyed this one. Why did I enjoy this one? Because it looked like a concert. It was not this... And obviously this was pre-recorded. It's, it wasn't live. I get that. And you, could te- you can't tell me that it was live because I was listening to this. I watched it on my phone. I listened with headphones. Every time the songs were done, there is a cutoff. So he was recording a song. They're like, okay, good. Let's move to the next one. And then the next song would kick on. Like, that's the thing. It, they were each separate tracks, and they pieced it together. It was not live. It was pre-recorded, but they had to splice it properly. So, again, there's times where it would cut off. You'd hear the, the music get cut off. Not fade out, or whatever, like a normal show would be. And then, you know, move on to that. So, that's fine. Anyways, though, I enjoyed it a lot. Because it actually looked like a concert. It wasn't like what Twisted did for the Freak Show thing that I'm still a little bit salty about. And again, fully believe that people can be salty about it if they want to be. But this was a little bit better. It was also cheaper than that. No idea when I'm going to get my sampler for Crimson Crow. (laughs) If y'all remember, they had had added uh, merch bundles for it. And if you bought anything that was above the lowest tier which was just the ticket for the show you get a sampler for crimson crow with a song and a sampler i have no idea when that's going the fact that the album is coming out next month and pre-orders are this friday they better put it out soon gotta give us something to to hold us over but it was cool and he ended with monster which is the song he should always end on because that song is fucking great I wish 
that I could find a way to convince my band to do it. Because <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I also kind of like to rap because it's easier on my voice. When I don't have to try and sing Mr. Jones. Because that song is not fun sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, the Boondock Show, it was pretty cool. I'm going to say this though. These these live shows that we're getting right now. Now I've only seen a handful of these, but I mean, Hallow Wicked was super fucking cool. And let's be real, part of it is because there was a crowd. Now, now, I am not saying that we need to risk people's health. For the sake of this looking like a show. I do not think that at all. I'm not saying this should be a closed event that, you know, well, 50 people get to buy tickets for or whatever. And, you know, you got to make sure that you're completely clean and whatnot and get that, like, all that shit. No, fuck that. I'm not saying to risk that. Because that was a risk that ICP did. Let's be completely real. That said... How many people are working, like, day in, day out at m and &E? I'm assuming that this area that they have set up for these shows is at the same building. I have to assume that. Or at least I'm going to assume that. What I'm saying is, not that I have watched any of it recently. I'm, I'm so far behind. I think I'm stuck in, like, February. But AEW was doing something that WWE then copied for a while, which was there were wrestlers in the crowd to help let it not be silent and to help let there be some form of atmosphere. So AEW started at first where their wrestlers who were not on the show at the time were just in the crowd, and they were cheering or booing as, as necessary. WWE started doing it with their development people, with some NXT people, and then it just went south. So then they stopped it. But now they have their little Thunderdome thing of, you know, putting people in a crowd with just their, like, they, they use your webcam or whatever. Anyways, can we have the people at MNE, whether it's, you know, the people who are working in the warehouse or whatever... Fucking just have Twisted in there too. Like have them in the crowd like hyping the fuck out of the artist. That's what I want. I want to see the camera pan out and just see Madrox rapping along to Boondocks and shit. Can we have that? That might just look silly, but I think it'd be fun. They got to be in their paint too. They have to look like fans. They've got to look like fans going in. They have to wear the merch of the artist there. They have to hold up their little VIP pass because they did VIP. They got to meet the artist beforehand. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying right now? It's 1230 right now. I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> That's what I want. So, 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 MNE, get that figured out. Whenever you have Attack of the Ninjas uh, at the end of December... You are going to do that for me. You're going to have whoever's not performing 
at the time they're going to be in the you're going to be in the crowd and you're going to be hyping the shit out of your artists. That's what I want. I need that. I'm talking to you directly. <laughs> and uh, I only have one more thing that uh, I'm going to briefly discuss. I mean, I really mean briefly because I don't have any other any details on it. But I did mention last episode that ICP mentioned about maybe continuing or doing another month of those streams like they did in October. And that is 100% happening. We got a update uh, last week, I think, that the entire month of December, well, not the entire month, but like, you know, a couple days each week, they're going to be doing streams again. Not sure what they're going to be. They have not actually clarified that. They don't have any dates set up or, or you know, what the events will be. But we're going to get another month of streams, and that's cool as shit. So people weren't charged for November because nothing happened, but you will, if you've already signed up for October and did not cancel, you will automatically be charged, uh, I think, on December 1st or at the end of November, something like that, to do another month of streams. So it's going to be the same price as the last one, the $66.50, plus, uh, I'm assuming, plus shipping. I should also state they did email us like last week saying that our stuff or our goodie bag did not get shipped out yet because they got the coins in and they weren't satisfied with how they turned out. So they were getting new ones made and once they got them in, they were going to send the stuff out, which is cool. I wasn't expecting this stuff to go out on the 30th like they said. Like that was what they said is that it was going to go out on that Friday, which was two days after the uh, the production session. I didn't expect them to make fucking those songs in the span of a day and then get it pressed and all that shit. No, fuck that. So, no idea when we're going to get the stuff, but fingers crossed. I wasn't even worried about the coin too much, but I mean, shit, I'll, I'll have it put aside until somebody really needs one and then they offer me, you know, $2,000 for it. <laughs> but anyways... So yeah, there's going to be another set of streams, and I think they said it's supposed to end with Big Ballas, which most of the time it sounds like Big Ballas is the week of or right before Christmas. So I don't know, but I think that they're going to have to do the same thing I did last time. There's going to have to be some sort of physical product that you get with it for people to want to justify the you know near $70 price tag. And I think that's that's reasonable, to be completely honest. It's cool if you already are still on that Patreon, you still have access to all the streams before, and you'll continue to have access to the streams as long as you are still a member of that. So that's really cool. So more streams, hopefully more stuff, because that's what I like. I like stuff. And uh, I, I, I really thought about this. I think this should be, this should happen is in the first week they should do another one of the production things the, the you produce but the themes should all be Christmas related so they can have that shit already done by like you know big balls or whatever and then they can send that shit out and we might get it by Christmas so we have Christmas songs that's I'm just just throwing that out there in the ether. Make it happen. Violent J 
Santa J, what I want for Christmas is I want you to talk to Mikey Clark and ask him for this one song. Um, you might have heard of it. It's called Down with the Clown, but it's a remix that you did with uh, Centerful by Jay Galsby. And I want you to see if he can give me that. That's all I want for Christmas. Just give me that and, and we'll be fine. Because on Christmas, you're already blessing us with the gift of Yum Yum Bedlam. God, I hope that that actually drops. Like, And the drop isn't total shit. <laughs> At this point, I just want to know how they're going to do it and how they're going to drop physical copies. <sighs> but that's it. That's all I got for this week. I don't think I have anything else to, to talk about, and I'll be pissed off if I do. But you know what? Them, them's the breaks. That's just what we're going with. So I think I'm just going to end it here. Thank you again for checking in with me. I always appreciate it. I like these little talks that we have. You know, the talks where I talk at you and you just sit there and listen to me. <laughs> As always, you can hit us up on social media. You can hit us up at Juggle or Judgment pretty much anywhere. If you'd like to hit me up directly, you can hit me up on Twitter at Mike Spawn, the S-E-J, or on Instagram at Straight as Juggalo. Chat with me. I need friends. And let me know that I'm still doing a good job um, and that you're not disappointed in me. Because God knows that's all I do. Let me know uh, if there's any topics that you would like me to discuss or just rant about for a little bit. I know that I did uh, here and there before, but I think that one of these upcoming weeks I'm going to probably, since we're going to start getting into a lull with releases, I will just want to discuss like something specific. You know, Whether it's a, a pet peeve in, in music or anything like that. Give me some, uh, give me some things to potentially talk about give me some opinions and you know maybe i'll do that because i'd like uh i'd like some input and this doesn't have to all be about me it normally is and it can continue to be but it doesn't have to be so with that i'm peacing out y'all stay safe take it easy and i love y'all i guess <laughs> peace out y'all <laughs>